You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. This podcast is part one of three and is entitled, What Christians Are and Aren't Allowed to Do. It was a special topic of our Amish Voice Conference line. Welcome to the Amish Voice Conference call for January. Tonight the topic is things that are allowed or not allowed for Christians. So I'll pray and we'll get going. So, Father, thank you for this evening and a new year. May we use every day for you. Thank you for all you've done for us in the past. Guide us tonight to get to your word and see what you say. Not be so concerned about what we think and what we want, but that we'll humble ourselves and study your word and follow you, knowing that you're right and we're wrong and we're probably wrong on a lot of things we don't realize. So may we always sit at your feet and hear your word and grow nearer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so we added more sermons for January to our sermon call in line. So if you, I'll give you the topics of those sermons now before I forget. The sermon line, you dial 641-715-3800 and enter the code 478-499. So 641-715-3800. And the access code, 478-499. And our sermons for January. There are three parts by Greg Laurie on why God chose you. It seems some believers have a lack of spiritual power in their lives. And they become stagnant and suffer. So Greg Laurie points out that God makes unlimited power and resources available to his children. We just have to access them. And part two of that series, God chose you before you before the world began. Before you chose him. So he explains why God chose us. And then part three, because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, we are not only forgiven and justified, but we're accepted. So that's one, two, and three, the three parts of why God chose you by Greg Laurie. Then the fourth sermon is by Charles Stanley called The Key to Victory. You've probably been there with temptation, defeat, repentance, and repeat. But the, the cycle doesn't have to keep repeating itself. We can find victory. And Charles Stanley preaches on that. And then the last one... Adding some spice to your marriage. This is by Focus on the Family. Pastor and author Ted Cunningham combines humor with practical advice for enjoying more connection and intimacy in your marriage. So if you're interested in any of those, you can dial 641-715-3800 and enter 478-499. And they should be on there most of January. We'll put new ones on probably in the beginning of February. Next month, we plan to have another testimony on this conference call, so join us for that one. So tonight the topic is, what is allowed and not allowed for Christians? Some, this is from our study number 23 on our ABC study in the Plowman's Academy. So if you're interested in taking any of our courses, you can contact us at the Amish Voice, P.O. Box 128, Savannah, Ohio, 44874, or call us and sign up. So tonight's topic, what is allowed and not allowed, and it seems... There's a few different, a couple of different ways we approach things. There, there are specific things that we all know are right or wrong in the Bible. 
but there's a lot of things it seems that we're not sure. Some people say this is right and this is wrong, and other people say that's I disagree, I don't think it's right, or I don't think it's wrong. And sometimes people say, I think it's right, so they want to make it right for, for everybody. And some people think it's wrong, so they want to make it wrong for everybody. And we have to be sure that we go to the Bible, see if God makes it right or wrong. And there's a some people on the other side though a different take a different perspective and they say don't don't judge me you say it's wrong but I disagree so I'll do what I want and as long as if I'm not convicted by God then don't tell me how I ought to live and we can think about if either one of those ways is right or wrong we can cause people to stumble or we should we judge each other should we not it seems like the ones who know they're doing wrong they like to tell people not to judge them. But Paul in Romans chapter 14 tells people to avoid putting stumbling blocks and people should be, the mature Christians should be the ones setting the example for the weak Christians. So if we take that perspective, I'll read what Paul writes in Romans 14, a few verses from there. Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believes that he may eat all things. Another who is weak eats herbs. Let not him who eats despise him who eats not. And let not him who eats not judge him that eats. For God has received him. Who are you that judges another man's servant? To his own master he stands or falls. One man esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Then later in the chapter, Let us not therefore judge one another any more, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him who esteems anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. And then toward the end of the chapter, It is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby your brother stumbles, or is offended, or is made weak. Have you faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who condemns not himself in the thing that he allows. And he, that, and he that doubts is damned if he eat, because he eats not of faith. For whatever is not of faith is sin. So that's one of the, probably the main perspective. Whatever is not of faith is sin. So whatever we do, we need to have faith. We need to know that what we're doing is right or wrong. Is it? Do you think it's true that what's right for one person might be wrong for somebody else? Or is it yes. the same for everybody? Do you have any examples? We're, we have a, I'll have a list of topics, too, that we'll go over one at a time later, but just in the introduction, what do you, what do you think? Well, I think, I, think that, I think that's true, Paul, um, based on that scripture that you just read and also my own experience. There's things that I didn't used to think were wrong. I could really do it, and I can't anymore. And there's other things that I used to not be able to do that I can now. Um, I, I'm just thinking about... Watching television, like where I grew up, we didn't we didn't watch TV, and I felt guilty doing it, and it was wrong. If I, I believe it was wrong for me to do it, if, if it, especially when my heart wasn't right and the stuff I wanted to watch wasn't wasn't good. But ultimately, the Holy Spirit has to show us individually what He expects of us and how to how to really love the Lord, and how to how to how to do what's right because the Lord wants us to do what's right. Yeah. Anyone else? What do you think? It seems like as you grow closer to God, like Jeremiah said, more things, we take things more seriously sometimes. Or God shows us things that are wrong that we didn't realize at first. And the more we grow closer to God, the more we see what's right and wrong, the more our lives should change. And that's part of the process of being more like Christ, changing all the time. But do you think there's, I'm sure you do, but can you think of examples where people reject what God says because they want to be free to do what they think? The well, yeah. Tell us that there, <clears throat> go ahead. I was going to say the scriptures does do tell us that uh, there is a time when a person gets over is given over to a reprobate mind. Um, 
So if it's if some things, there may be simple things, everyday things, like you mentioned, the watching of TV or not or whatever, that can be right or wrong depends on the person. But there are laws in place in the New Testament uh, that we are not to, it's not right or wrong for one person. It's always wrong. So I think we would have to determine whether it's something that is clearly spoken against or for in the New Testament before we could say whether it's right for everybody or whether it's not right for everybody. So you're talking about things that are obviously sin. Yeah, we know for sure that it's never okay to get drunk. We know it's never okay. Um, We don't believe that it's ever okay to be married to the second wife we don't as long as the first one's still alive and i believe those are 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 instances where people they want it long enough that they think that god gives them a green light to do it uh where other things like you said of watching of television in itself may not be wrong depending on what is being watched uh and that could be something that is wrong for one person and get convicted of it versus another person it's okay for them to do it as far as not sinning in itself um, yeah, let's talk on that. Yeah, let's start with alcohol. That was one of the topics, and like you said, I think we would all agree that it's the Bible says it's wrong to be drunk. But you know, there's people on different sides about drinking without getting drunk. How do we determine if it's right or wrong for everybody, or is it just an individual thing? What about drinking wine or drinking a beer or two? Is that right or wrong? Well, I guess the reason for drinking. Go ahead. I guess the question would be, what is the reason for drinking a beer? <clears throat> or what is the reason for doing anything, uh, for that matter? Well, we have to, we have to, that's a good question, because we have to start with the heart, right? We have to start with where are we at, and what are, is our heart towards God or against Him? And, and almost everything starts with the heart and, and where we're at. If we're just after ourselves and, and wanting to, you know, just thinking of ourselves and getting high to escape our problems, you know, drinking um, to the point where we get drunk to escape our problems, that that would almost universally have to be wrong. Um, I'm not convinced that we can say that getting drunk is universally wrong. It doesn't seem like there'd be many opportunities for it to be right, but we do have some instances in Scripture where people got drunk and they weren't necessarily condemned for it. I, I think we have to be careful with most of these things to not just say oh, it's always wrong and making a rule out of it, saying where, where's the guy's heart and and what what is the, we we really have to start with the heart I think. Yeah, and when people did get drunk in the Bible, though it never turned out well. And Paul does say, "Don't be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit." And I agree. Thessalonians. So yeah, but so when is it right? When would it be okay to drink without getting drunk? And when is it would it be wrong? Or okay. well, it tells us that when we. I keep interrupting. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to give an example of um, a person. It was actually a beachy person, and um, he was uh, at an Amish wedding. It was one of the, I think it was one of his uh, relatives, and um, there were some boys there that um, uh, I think they were table waiter or something like that anyhow, and um he was uh, observing these boys uh, in the afternoon, and uh, they had their vehicles there. And um, <clears throat> and in the afternoon, when they were kind of done with their thing, uh, there at the wedding, they uh, went back to the woods where they had their uh, vehicle parked. And um, so after they were gone a little bit, he decided uh, he's going to go back there too. And um, just, you know... <laughs> 
I guess he has a heart for for uh, people like that, and um, he just went up to them and those boys. He knew that they were they had uh, uh, fear and stuff, and so he just went up there to um, their pickup and vehicle there, whatever they had, and um, just started talking to them. And he seen that uh, uh, you know, and those boys were thinking, "What in the world is this? You know, this peachy man coming back there to to them?" And um, so uh, he came up there to their window there and said, uh, "What uh, what do you have in there?" And, you know, just reached in and hey, I'll, I'll take a um, a beer too, and you just you know drank it there with him with them and. And um, soon they were talking and stuff like that, and and um, uh, you know their first opinion was uh, when they saw him coming was um, oh boy what's what's this speech man going to be doing or you know telling us and and you know they um, they were they knew that he wouldn't do something like that you know and uh, well soon when he came, when he put himself down to their level and just, you know, like we were kind of discussing, is one beer or is he getting drunk or whatever uh, wrong? Well, for me personally, I don't think it is really, but, um, you know, in that example where he came back there to their, to those boys, he was putting himself down to their level and he could, he started uh, socializing with them and it was a way, I mean, he's, he's a, this guy is, he knows what's right and what's wrong. And he gave himself down to their level and started talking with them. And uh, soon they were really uh, going and he could uh, get into their heart. And he he wouldn't have um, done more than one. You know, by doing that, he gave, he showed them that he's no, nobody better than what they are. And, um, <clears throat> And in that way, you know, he could get into their heart and uh, start talking and uh, winning their hearts. Uh, that uh, you know, he they, it made it open to them that he could speak life or uh, what you know. If they keep on doing things like that and just getting deeper into it, that they might want to think again. You know, um, so you know, I don't know if that. Uh, make sense or not, but, you know, it's in the way we approach somebody to uh, maybe uh, get into their heart to convict them of what they're doing. You know, you could also think, well, uh, can he fully um, uh, tell him, tell them about the conviction of uh, drinking beer if he does it himself? But by doing that, he gave himself down to their level, and that's what we have to do with, with people, you know. We have to come down to their level to um, get into their hearts or to um, break barriers or walls or whatever, because uh, Jesus, uh, you know, why did he turn the water into wine, you know? Um, I don't think drinking wine is wrong um, if it's, you know, not done in Tesla, but... Um, yeah, I, I guess that's just um, that was my thoughts and story now. Uh, yeah, thanks. What else? Anybody else think that could he have that man have talked to those boys without drinking? Could he have still reached out to them, or is that the best way to do things? Well, there's a scripture think, that tells us as, as oft as you drink of this bread and drink of this, eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you do show, show the Lord's death till he come. In other words, uh, when he did partake of an alcoholic drink, he was showing. 
it was it was a way of getting to them and telling them about Jesus and the, and the death that he uh, did. And, and I think if we drink an alcoholic beverage in that uh, with that mindset, there's not much chance of using it in access. Right. First Corinthians 11 uh, gives us some of those uh, verses. All right. What about another situation where that I've heard of, where there's a new Christian who is former alcoholic and he sees his pastor drinking and thinks it's okay? Should the pastor be drinking then? Well, when a Hindu gets born again, we didn't make a habit of serving beef for his next meal. Yeah. So there's there's a time of growing that I think that everybody needs to be respectful of. But mm-hmm. so is this one of those things where if God tells you not to drink, you don't, and it's an individual kind of thing? I think that's right. I mean, if if that man who went and had a beer with the young Amish people, if the Lord told him to do it, he better do it. But not everybody could, and it's not. I don't. I don't think it's right in nearly every situation. So I think we have to be very sensitive to what the Lord is telling us in everything right. that we do, not just whether it's eating or drinking or what we do with our time. Our time is either hard is for the Lord or it's against the Lord or it's for ourselves, really. It's either for the Lord or for ourselves. And that changes everything. What was wrong before might be right and what was right before might be wrong. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.